Hello there, this interview that you're about to hear was originally done by me, Sam Roscoe or Chris Prince for the Blue Moon podcast sometime between 2009 and now. That means if there's anything that sounds a bit out of date or if there's anything that's an obvious topic that we've not asked the guest about, it's probably because the interview is from a long time ago. This show is basically the Blue Moon podcast interview archive. All of the new interviews that we do with former City players and managers will go live on the Blue Moon podcast first, so if you like what you hear then please go and subscribe to that and there's a new show every Friday with a look at everything on and off the pitch for City. But for now enjoy the end of this generic recorded message and enjoy the interview with the person whose name is in the title of this episode. I had a bad ankle at Rochdale uh, and the manager at the time was Mick Doherty uh, and Mick was handing out the contracts on a Tuesday and he said to everybody you have to be in on the Tuesday to find out we've got a contract for the following season. Um, I never showed because I never wanted to stay Rochdale, I don't think I would have got one anyway, but um, I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to carry on at Rochdale, so I never went in on the on the Tuesday to find out whether I got one or not. Quickly became apparent on a Wednesday that I wasn't, wasn't getting one anyway for not showing on the Tuesday. Um, so I just looked to loop round. Um, I was getting a bit nervous at the time because my contract was coming up to an end at Rochdale, so your wages were stopping. Um, and my mum and dad had a shop, a chip shop, so I thought. Um, I enjoy cooking and I thought, well, might as well have a go at that as, as anything else, yeah. Now then, I just want to kind of take you back to the start of your career. Um, what was it like when you were when you were coming through as a youngster? Uh, fantastic. Absolutely. Really, really good. Good place to be. Um, good people to work for. Great club to be at. Just, you can't, you can't describe how, what a good situation you found yourself in. It was fantastic. And there was a there was a record at Bolton Lads Club. I, I believe you uh, you were quite the proud owner of. Yeah, I believe so. Well, I, I do know that. Yeah, but um, you know, it was quickly drummed into me that that was that was kids football, and you were in the big big bad world of football now in that county for nothing. So it um, it was soon drummed out of me as a kid, and that was probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it was uh, it was two hundred and eighty nine goals in forty games. It's not uh, it's not to be taken lightly, surely. Um, yeah, it, it was it was it was it was a great thing. Now you know you think back about it. It was a great thing, great achievement. Um, a lot of goals in a few games, um, but on a wider basis, we had three boys at that team play for England school boys uh, in the final fixture at uh, Wembley in Scotland, which I think really for a Sunday league Sunday club, I think that's what you call it, is uh, is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So when you got your break in the uh, in the first team at City, um, what do you remember of, uh, of, of, ma- of making that step up? What do I remember? I remember taking the mickey out of uh, Earl Barrett because what we had, you had to go at them days. There was uh, you had eleven players plus one twelve substitute, and really they only ever took twelve plus a young kid to to pick, take the skips off uh, off the buzz. Um, and, and unpack the skip with, with the physio and the, the, you know the other people, the other staff, and it was always Earl. And um, we, I can remember really taking the Mickey out of Earl for four or five weeks before my name was up to take as because uh, Kit lad with as I thought. Um, and I played in the first team a couple of games, but the full members cup, and I thought I quitted myself quite well. Scored a couple of goals, um, and then all of a sudden. Uh, we, I got the show New Year's Day, so the laughter was on on Earl and not me, on, on me and not Earl because um, it was New Year's Day, so that could tell you any New Year's party that you had in mind. Um, so I went to went to Villa, uh, stopped on the M6 for pre-match, and um, 
what you used to have, if you used to have chicken and beans, but if you weren't playing as like the kit man, you had, you had um, chips with your, with, with your dinner. And um, it was dead funny because Jim Melrose was sat on a different table than me, and a waitress came round about um, with the, with the pre-matches, and she said uh, Jim Melrose, and um, Jim um, said yeah, uh, chicken chicken beans and chips, and he went no, you've got it wrong, and this is not a slight on Jim because Jim was a great guy. Um, it was just like I just found it like really really like daunting. She went no, Jim Melrose, uh, and man, the next dinner was my dinner. And it was chicken and beans. So that, that meant that you were playing. And the gaffer shouted over, he went, no, you've got it right. And that was my first taste, probably a big big boys football, that <clears throat> Jim was out the side for that day. Uh, and yours truly was was, uh, was playing, was starting. Yeah, so. Would you say that you acquitted yourself quite well once you got that, that opportunity? I think so, yeah. I think so, because everybody knows what... Uh, you know what feelings I had as a player. I had pace, the pace thing, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think the I think the goals speak for themselves. You know, we had a, we had a, had a bit of trouble with Mel Mates in um, my last season, um, but I think when playing under Billy and Jimmy Frizzell, I think uh, you quitted yourself, I quitted myself quite uh, quite well. Yeah, yeah. Now you had quite a serious injury as well while you were at City, and that uh, you broke your leg in your I think it was your second season. Yeah. How did that affect you, having just broken into the team? Um. Well, it was funny because again, it, again, it was my mate Earl that did it for me. Um, he broke it in. Um, it wasn't as much a break. It was like there was a crack in the bone, but because he did it with his knee with, with um, so much force that the, the muscle had bled uh, and the muscle had stuck to my shin. And we'd flown back the day after. Um, we flown back the day after. We'd only got in on the Friday to do a few sprints. Uh, it was sore, but. You know, you try and get through it because you're a kid and you want to play. You want to get in a team and that. Uh, and then I played at Chester on the Saturday uh, and did my knee. Um, so it was a combination of things. But the injury was nine months. It, the, the, the calf had stuck to my shin. Um, and but there was other things happening as well. Paul Shute was at the club, and you know. So I think you know, you know, whether you've been injured or not injured, you won't, I don't think I would have played much that season because you know, because of how things were with, with other players coming into the club. But um, it was a big disappointment to be out for so long. Um, and the way, and the, and the manner that I, 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 I um, got the injury, you know, sustained the injury, that was, a, that was a big blow for me, yeah. yeah. When you came back, though, uh, next season, you were City's top scorer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, against all the odds, really, because um, pre-season... Um, I was wondering, like, I was wondering about a club like a, a nomad. You know, I wasn't training with the first team, wasn't training reserves particular. Um, I was in, in and out of every every squad and every team that was going. Uh, the team picture came on. Um, team picture day came on on the uh, playing fields at the university. And I didn't even get a shirt for that. Believe it or not, I was left off the team picture. Um, and a, a, the photographer John, I think it was John Peters at the time. He came back in and said the pitcher's lopsided. We need one more player, and Tony Boot just threw me a kit and said, "Get your get your ass on that picture." And um, and like I say, from from that, he ended up leading goal scorer. So it, it was a bit a bit funny. The last season was a bit funny, you know, really. But well, in a kind of bizarre sense as well, that wasn't your last involvement with City because you ended up coaching there for a while as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got three lads, um, and the eldest lad um, played in a decent team. We got together. Ten-year-old, and we went across to quite funny, quite a funny thing. We went across to um, play City's academy side, and um, we did very well. Quit ourselves very well, played well, 
because um, I'm like a great believer in passing the ball. We passed the ball superbly, uh, and the, the coach who was in charge of the academy, Terry John, who's become like a really good friend now. Um, he came and, and approached me. and said, "Do you want? Would you like? Would you fancy coaching at the club?" And um, I could tell he didn't know, not being you know too big headed enough. He could tell he, he didn't know who he was talking to. And I said, "Yes, I'll come and have a look at it." And he, he went on. I thought your team did really well. They played it about. They played, you know, uh, played the football which should be played at kids' level. So I went in on the Sunday, and uh, he said I didn't catch your name. And I t- and I told him. And he, Terry had been uh, in charge of the football in the community uh, when I was playing at City. Um, and now he whipped his way up to like head coach in the academy, and it was like it was a shock to see his face, and you know, flipping it, like you know, I, I wonder why they were so good. But um, yeah, I, I did three, three and a half years there. Um, but my boy started playing football, so I wanted to spend a bit more time with uh, with my boys. Yeah.